Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Indonesia is in the spotlight tonight because it has become Asia's COVID-19 epicenter, overtaking India with hospitals, deluge and oxygen supplies also running low. And on Sunday, President Joko Widodo extended the partial lockdown in parts of the country to August 2nd. Although government data revealed yesterday showed a fall in cases and easing pressure on hospitals in Jakarta, even as the situation worsens in other parts of the country. Joining us on the line to give us the latest on the situation there is Linda Ulisman, Indonesia correspondent at The Straits Times. Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Rahel and Timothy, for having me here. Our pleasure, Linda. So let's start off. Despite recent corrective measures to contain the surge of infections, the Jakarta Post reports that more COVID-19 patients are dying in self-isolation without even the chance of being treated. Are lockdown measures working or are hospitals just simply overwhelmed? Well, according to Citizen Data Platform, Lapor COVID-19, as of Tuesday, over 2,700 people have died while self-isolating at home in the past two months. Mm. The recent case we have is of a 70-year-old woman who died at home while in self-isolation after her 56-year-old daughter died of a high fever. The partial lockdown, which is among the strictest ones Indonesia has so far, started from early this month. Indeed, it has some effects, but I would say that's still limited. Most and non-essential public places are closed. But as we can see in Jakarta, many people still go around. Most of them must work, and if they don't go out, that means the loss of daily income. But others together with friends or neighbors out of sight of public order officers. And authorities claim that five provinces across Java, Indonesia's most populous island, have reported dwindling caseloads. But if we look at a bigger picture nationwide, Indonesia's seven-day average of confirmed cases has gone down by 18% to some 40,000 on Monday from a week earlier. Mm. The hospital bed occupancy rate for COVID-19 patients has also declined by 3% over the same period. But some health experts attribute this to the effort to increase space in hospitals and right. add more treatment facilities. Oh, I also need to underline that hospitals in most affected regions have bad occupancy rate of over 70% or 80%. Mm. So we really hope to see a bigger decline in the coming weeks. A lot of patients still cannot be treated at hospitals mm. and they should go home to recover without getting adequate treatment during the early days of infection. Okay. Now, another worrying trend that's happening there in Indonesia are the children. There have been reports that children younger than five have been dying in the hundreds. And doctors previously didn't think that, you know, children will be susceptible to COVID-19. But it seems that that's changing, at least there in Indonesia. Yes, I think various factors lead to this situation. One is lesser compliance to health protocols on parents' side, such mm-hmm. as putting on their children. After more than a year, there's also a pandemic fatigue. As we can see in Jakarta, prior to the current partial lockdown, children and even babies were brought to malls, shopping centers, or public places, right. often without wearing masks properly or even without wearing masks. And in Indonesia, particularly in rural areas, we have a tradition of families and neighbors visiting newly born babies. Since last year, we have seen a few cases where babies died 
because of COVID-19 hmm. just a few weeks after being visited by neighbors or families. So Linda, what's being done then to protect these vulnerable children? Actually, Indonesia began vaccinating young people aged 12 to 17 year old early this month as a measure to protect children. The target is to inoculate 26.7 million youth in this age group. And so far, we have given the first jabs to mm. more than 850,000 young people, which represents around 3% of the goal. Now, the bigger picture in terms of the vaccination program there in Indonesia, do you have the latest numbers on that? Because it looks like it might have also hit a speed bump uh, somewhere along the way. First, to give you a general picture, Indonesia's population is 270 million. Mm-hmm. And to achieve herd immunity, around two-thirds of its population, or 181.5 million people, must be vaccinated. Right. This goal has been revised to 77% of its population, or 208.3 million people, as young people are now included in the program. Since each person needs two doses of the vaccine, Indonesia would need at least around 416 million doses of the vaccine. Mm. By the end of this year, we will receive 480 million doses. And the health ministry says that currently we have more than 50 million doses in our stockpile. And that will be enough for vaccination until mid-August. So, Linda, how likely is it that Indonesia will hit the target of one million jabs a day? Well, I think it's still achievable. Indonesia actually could give one million doses a day for seven days in July and one day in June. But the rate has gone down to less than one million doses a day in the past few days. So what we need is consistency. And to achieve that, we need to address some problems other than the vaccine supply, which is still not an issue right now or in the short term. I can add that since the vaccination program started in mid-January, only around 19 million people have been fully vaccinated. Hmm. This is just around 9% of the population. Hmm. So it's still way off the target. Okay, uh, so Indonesia is using mostly Sinovac COVID-19 uh, vaccination there, and the health ministry uh, said that uh, it is now considering another booster shot. Will this complicate matters even more if the country is not vaccinating mm. enough people a day or hitting the target? Well, Indonesia actually started giving booster shots to its medical workers uh, who have been inoculated with Sinovac vaccine on mid-July. as we have a record-breaking surge in new cases and deaths caused by the more transmissible Delta variant. Here, we also have a number of deaths among health workers who have been fully vaccinated. So this is the reason why they are given the third shot, which is using Moderna vaccine. Health Ministry says for now, the third doses are strictly limited to health workers. So there is no plan to vaccinate other groups. as the number of health workers to get the third jab is nearly one and a half million, I think it will not interrupt the overall vaccine rollout. Okay, Linda, but there has been a little bit of good news from Indonesia this week, and that's that Java has reported an improvement in the COVID-19 situation. You mentioned that briefly earlier. Can you give us more details of what that's being attributed to? The partial lockdown has already some effects, mm-hmm. and this is true for Java. The number of confirmed cases in five of its six provinces has declined. 
So I would say we are in a better position compared to what we were a few weeks ago. The government has also ramped up not only testing but also contact tracing in order to find as many as people who are infected. Then isolate them from the rest of the population to break the chain of infection. We've seen more than 43,000 new cases daily these days. And surely a lot of work should be taken to lower the figures. And it is also important to understand that Indonesia is a vast archipelago with mm. thousands of islands. So what's happening in Java does not represent the whole country. Regions outside Java have also seen rising caseload. So I think this is one of the developments to be watched closely. All right, uh, Linda, thank you very much for the updates. Linda Yulisman, Indonesia correspondent at The Straits Times, uh, helping us watch the situation, the COVID-19 situation as it develops in Indonesia. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.